I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden pause in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, driver's recommended. Oh, is he a caveman? Because he suddenly clubbed that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with the dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> G'day and welcome. This is Golf. Oh, Andrew Dado is my name. It's great to have you with me. Golf. Uh, look, a bit of a history lesson. Back in 1899, David R. Forgan wrote The Golfer's Creed. And it's uh, it's a beautiful statement on the game of golf and things about the game of golf that it affords a chance to play the man and act like a gentleman it's a test of temper a trial of honor a revealer of character it's really terrific and it was given to me as a gift by my friend the fly now the thing at the end of it said and it was an an addition um, from the fly it said it is only the last half of one percent of effort that turns the key from defeat to success. And I thought, wow, the fly, one of the greatest competitive golfers of his time. And uh, and this is playing, you know, um, public, like not professional golf, but playing against people for proper money um, back in the day. So it is only the last half of 1% of effort that turns the key from defeat to success. So we know it's a mental game and we know it's a mental game that drives us quite batty. So why not talk to a person involved in the mental game and has the the tricks of the trade to help us help ourselves when things are not quite going to plan. Enter Tracy Tressida. You're going to love this chat. There's things to write down. You'll enjoy it, I'm certain, but you'll learn from it as well. Tracy Tressida is a coach. He's a professional coach. He's an author. She's a lecturer. She's got a fantastic book called Golf Mind Play. She's a former physical education teacher working with teens, and she's managed to parlay that into this brilliant psychological business. And one of the things she does better than anyone and better than anything 
is help people in their games of golf. And that's why you're listening. And now this is my gift to you. May I just say this quickly before um, I bring Tracy in. She's looking for um, uh, research subjects for her new book. So if you have a handicap up to 25 and you're a regular competition golfer, Tracy wants to hear from you. So I'll give you the details at the end of our discussion. Um, I'm put it this way. I'm in like, I want because <laughs> I want to be in a book. Um, Tracy, how are you? Thanks so much for your time. I'm great. Thanks, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Look, it's great to have you. Look, the, the People say funny things about golf and one of the quirkier ones that doesn't ever seem to ring true is they go, Oh, it's a funny game golf. And no one ever laughs when they say it, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's usually yeah. about disaster. So it, it yeah. just, I mean, we know the mind is important in the game, but how yeah. crucial is it? Oh, it's incredibly crucial. And, and when you said it's a funny game, it reminds me of a saying from my mother, which is it funny, ha ha or funny, peculiar. Yeah. And, and it's that funny, peculiar piece because it's a game where it does require incredible skill, so lots of practice, lot, lots of repetition, lots of training, coaching, whatever, but so much of it depends on what is going on in your head mm. and your mm. ability to master your emotions. Uh, that really depends. So you can be the best technical expert, but your mind can be in a bad place or your Emotional regulation can be poor and you will be just hopeless on the golf course. And we've seen it happen constantly. Yeah. We've experienced it, you and I. <laughs> yes, weekly. <laughs> um, so, so I guess the question is, I mean, like it, it's a physical game. Fundamentally, it's a physical game. So you've got to have yeah. your physical aspect correct. Yeah. Can you, can you beat your physical... Um, limitations with a strong mind? Yeah, that's a great question. It depends. So if you're a, the, the, the physical aspect is in some ways limited, your, your ability to develop the physical aspect is limited by your mental strength or your ability to control what's going on in your head. So the two are very closely connected and, and reliant on another. I mean, you can have, and you've experienced this as I have, you can have a, a, a day where you know your mind is in a great place but something's off with your technique mm. and, and you can end up not scoring very well. And then you can have other days where you don't feel like you're hitting it all that well but you score okay and you, your mind is just, you know, you're completely relaxed and you're very present. So it's... Yeah, it, there's a bit of it depends, but there's no doubt that you do need to have the technical expertise. You need to have the lessons with the pro. You need to get your technique right um, and then combine that with the good mental game. Okay. Is it about positivity? Is it about just going, you're the best? You are the best. You are. You are. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's more than that. It has to be. It is more than that, and and we know so from the the research and the evidence with positive psychology, we know it's not just thinking about being happy and saying positive affirmations, because we know from the research that that doesn't ultimately work all that well. So just going, yes, I'm really happy, and yes, I'm having a fun time, doesn't actually make you play better golf. <laughs> 
yeah, so it doesn't actually help. Um, there are techniques and strategies that you apply mm. to put your mind into a positive state, but that's different to just being happy. Okay. Well, let's talk about you for a sec. When did you start playing golf? I started playing golf 22 years ago now. Yeah, 1998. Okay, and you won your club championship in 2005. Yeah, yeah. So within seven years of starting the game, you won a club championship. Yeah. The next year you placed fifth in the New South Wales Champion of Champions event. Yeah, yeah. Right. So (laughs) you're... Well, people say to me, how did you do that? You know, I was working. um, I had kids in primary school. I was working almost full time. I was only playing golf maybe once, twice a week if I was lucky. Mm. Um, But what I was doing was I was applying my coaching psychology uh, skills and knowledge into my own game of golf. Okay. And and that and you know with a few lessons I had a great I've got a great pro with a few lessons and with the application of the coaching psychology I got reasonably good reasonably fast so uh, yeah that's how that happened <laughs> okay so then I hope I'm not in sort of um, pushing the limits here what are the, where do we begin like if we are mentally fragile if we stand there on our first tee and there's water left and there's out of bounds to the right where do we begin that mental game. The mental game actually begins before you even get to the golf course. There are people that I work with who report of not being able to sleep well, being incredibly anxious, having having you know pains in their stomach, um, oh, worrying <laughs> worrying about it for days before they play. Yeah. Uh, so is it worry or is it excitement? Well, that's a really interesting question because. Worry and excitement physiologically have the same effect, but your brain, if you're worried about it, has it, it has a different impact in your brain. So we've got to, in some ways, reframe it more into excitement rather than worry. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's so, that. So where does that start? You said, so it starts before you get to the golf course. And like what you described just then, um, that's, very similar to how I mean I'll like for on the the medal rounds and stuff like that I'll just be so excited about the possibility of turning to shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it the possibility of winning a medal, or is yeah, it the possibility? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's and so it's it's like yeah. I just love the comp. You know, but anyway, yeah. so sorry. So so how do we get our head right before the around course? that? Mm. Yeah, so it. Part of it is around the value that you attach to the outcome. And so if you attach a huge amount of value to it, like I'm going to win the club medal and this will be the first one ever and it'll be fantastic and, you know, I'll be so, you know, everybody will think I'm a champion, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Then then there's huge value. So there's huge risk. The risk reward's really high. And, And, you know, you've probably heard not only professionals but, you know, friends say, you know, when I when I play like I don't care, I play really well. Yeah. So it, it's a fine balance between dialing up that little bit of competitive spirit and and also not worrying too much about the outcome. So the only thing you can actually control in your golf game is you in that present moment, right here, right now, when you're standing over the shot. If you and this is where the problem lies with the majority of golfers, if you place too much 
thought process and emphasis and emotional state on the future, what's going to happen, this is going to be fantastic, you know, I'm either going to have a birdie or I'm going to win the medal or whatever, Mm. or the other way is you place too much um, memory on the past. Yeah. Oh, my God, you know, every time I play this hole, you know, I bloody hit it in the bunker or I go in the water. or So so our mind has a tendency to go past or future. And if we spend too much time in past and future, where our brain literally goes into some kind of threat state because we're worried about how we're going to perform or we're worried about we're going to perform like we did back then. So it's about getting your mind into a very present state and that, that's kind of the key to it. It's okay. about being able to calm your brain down so it's not in that threat state but it's in what we call a toward state or a reward state. Okay. And, and when you're in a, when you're in a um, reward state, your brain is producing different chemicals than it is when it's in a threat state. All right. Is there a place for? I, I, I just want to. I want to get to the actual, maybe some a pro a, a program or something you can actually do to get yourself to actually concentrate on what you're doing yes. and not yeah, yeah, what yeah. you've done. But yeah. is there a place for things like um, on the way to the golf course, listening to music, um, getting a certain song? I mean, I remember once having a fantastic round for whatever reason, listening to the song. It's why I'm easy. Like easy, like a Sunday morning. I don't know what the song's called, but you know, it's why I'm easy, like mm. that song. And I just swear, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it's like, I, and then I could never remember the song for the next. Well, I can never. So I can sing it to myself again and swing easy. So is there a place? For yeah, that? exactly. Or is that just yeah. insane? Like I've talked to Abs- Gowie about absolutely. it. Absolutely. So Gowie goes, it's ridiculous. If you're not thinking about the shot you're trying to hit, you're an idiot. So, but you're a psychologist. No, no, I'm not a psychologist. No, okay. and I have to be very clear. I'm not a psychologist. Okay. I have studied coaching psychology. Yeah, okay. So I'm not a psychologist. You're a coach. I'm a coach, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're a mind so coach. Yes, I'm a mind coach, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the song is a really interesting one because that's one of the strategies that I get people to use. So where, the, the thing is about getting your mind very present and keeping it occupied with things so it doesn't go future or past. Mm -hmm. And so having a song in your head is actually not a bad idea or having a, what I describe as a loop thought. Yeah. So uh, let me give you an example. I was playing golf with a, with a couple of friends back when we could play in fours, husband and wife friends. And he was, he, this guy, he was just, let's, let's just call him, Tom. Tom was having a really bad thing. His name's in his Tom, isn't it, Tracy? He had this funny jerking thing. And I'm, I said to him, Tom, what the hell is going on with you? And he goes, oh, I don't know. Just no, no, it isn't actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he had this thing going on. I go, what the hell is going on? He goes, Oh, I've been, you know, my game's been been so bad the last few rounds. I don't know what's going on. I'm just, you know, I, he said, I step up to my ball. I'm so worried that I'm going to do this thing. And, and you know, it's that classic worried about something that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. So he's attached to an outcome that hasn't even happened. He just, it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to happen because I think, I know it's going to happen because I'm thinking so much about it. Anyway, so I said to him, what's your favourite song? And he said, burning rings of fire. <laughs> You know, the Johnny Cash song. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, radio. So I, I had my phone. I just I 
flicked open my phone, hit Spotify, pulled up Johnny Cash's Burning Rings of Fire. And then as we were walking down the fairway, I played it. And I played it loud enough and I walked next to him and I said, come on, Tom, sing it with me. Mm. And we literally just sang it as we walked down the fairway. And I said, okay, when you get to your next shot, I want you just to sing the song. And so he just stood over the ball, sang the song in his head, and he 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 made a great stroke with no funny jerking moment. Mm. And, he's, and he looked at me like, oh, my God, that worked. And I go, yeah, well, it's not rocket science. It's reasonably simple. So I said, just sing that song every time you step up to the ball and you'll it will just keep you very present. And so for the next however many holes we had left, about seven or eight holes, he hit the ball perfectly well, no jerky thing in his backswing. I didn't give him one tip technique, no, no, you know, pro golf kind of technique, because yeah. I'm I'm not a professional golfer. It was just a mind thing. Let's just do this to get your mind into a different state. And sing that song and then there's no room in your mind to go past or future it's just right here and, and there you go right so maybe that's great yeah maybe that's so the very, answer i mean well, like it, really it can be okay it depends on the person so that so there's a bit of customizing for example in what i do because sometimes the singing the song in your head doesn't work for the person and they just they can become completely distracted. So it really just depends on the person, um, personality. That's where the personality piece comes in a, a, as well, um, how that can negatively and positively impact your golf. So it, it's about getting a, an understanding of how this person operates, what their motivations are, and then helping them pull that together into, okay, well, how, how, what does getting present for you look and feel like? Okay. You talked about the value equals risk um, equation. Should, yeah. should should ideally should we be not recognizing the value of I mean like how do you it's not a, I'm get, I'm asking but it's I'm thinking it's not a matter of not caring because you should you should care about your pursuits you should care about the jeopardy of things. yeah absolutely but how yeah, yeah. how do you limit <laughs> how do you limit your um <laughs> your emotional uh, push on on care. Yeah, so it's about the caring at some point or having a focus before you tee off yeah. and having some kind of care and, and competitive spirit in that state. But not saying, you know, I want to have 38 points today because if you attach too much to something as specific like I want to have 38 points, it's it adds a value to it. And then every time you have a wipe, your brain then goes, oh, now you're going to have to get it. You know, you have to get a three-pointer in the next couple of holes. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need to birdie this one or you're going to have to birdie the next couple coming in. So it, and what you're better off to have a focus on is your process because the process is the thing that you can control. Okay. So you can control, you know, the speed of your takeaway, where your thoughts are at that point. You can control your course management. There, You know, all those sorts of things you can control. So it's about... Um, the classic one is that from a value perspective is standing over the, the part going this, if I sink this, it'll be a birdie and, and go, yeah, okay, excellent. It'll be two or three or whatever, yeah. um, or two or four. The minute you add the value, your brain just goes, whoa, okay, this is worth a lot. Focus, be, be present, you know, do all these things. It's kind of like that nasty gremlin sitting on your shoulder going, come on, I told you to do this, you got to do it. And then at the same time you're going, oh, hang on, 
what did she say? Don't add a value. Oh, no, what do I do now? So it's like you've got 20 conversations going in your head all at once. So it's about trying to quieten those down so that there is no value on it. It's literally just a part, a part which is a part which is just another part, and there's no value on it. And then you're in that relaxed state. Okay. So when that, when you, when you're in that relaxed state and it's all going well and you hit that putt and it just happens to miss because putts go in or they miss, right? That's just yeah. pretty straightforward. And yep. then you go and hit the next one and you miss that one. And then the, so let's, let's work on the, let's work on the other side of the <laughs> equation and the fury, right? Just the absolute, yep. just self-loathing hate yep. that we see on every golf course, every day, every time Absolutely. a ball's teed up, there's some person desperate to throw something <laughs> hurt exactly. someone. So, yeah. how, so what's the flip side to dealing with and controlling that moment? So the, what we've got to do is we've got to calm our brain down basically. So let me just describe a physical state that happens to your brain so we call it flipping your lid and i'm i'm you pet the the view the listeners can't see it, but i'm using a hand model of the brain mm. so we have um we we get triggered by something and then we go into this reactive state so we get triggered by we've had two or three three putts on the last three holes we step onto the next screen we're triggered automatically because our brain's going oh for god's sake don't bloody three putt again or you know just pull yourself together and then you just go into this constant battle in your head so what we've got to do so your brain what happens is your brain gets triggered you before you even realize your brain is starting to flip its lid your body is sending you a signal of some sort and this is the key if you we've got this somatic awareness that a lot of people don't pay attention to or they have forgotten or don't realize Somewhere in your body, you'll get a sensation that tells you that you have been triggered. So your button has been pushed. For me, it's a, a like a knot in my stomach. For some people, it's a tension in their shoulders or butterflies in their chest or clammy hands or dry mouth or whatever. Mm. But everybody will get a sensation. Do you know what yours is? By yeah, I would have I would have thought it would be a, a raising internal thermometer, like a yeah, like okay. an internal where you just <laughs> like the volcano is about to explode. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. To be fair, I don't actually get terribly wound up, but I know there are th- where you do feel, yeah. the, you know, the test, the chest tightening sort of. But it's, mm. it's that. But that's general life. That's general life as well. You know, when you're uncomfortable. Oh, exactly. So for me, it's a. It would be an. A, in my thermometer would generally go up and. Yeah, that your button's been pushed. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's the key because, and well. What's great about this particular strategy that I'm about to give you is that it's relatable across every aspect of your life. So it's not just golf. It's in relationships. It's in personal relationships, intimate relationships, work relationships. It's it's everywhere. So this is a strategy that you can use because we get triggered constantly by things around us. So your button gets pushed. You feel this reactivity, but we often just ignore it. But what's actually happening is as that, trigger has buttons being pushed your heart rate increases your blood pressure increases your body produces your adrenal glands produce adrenaline and cortisol and your body is now getting into a, a flight and fight state 
So it's actually getting ready to either stand and fight or run away. But we're actually standing on a green with a putter in our hand. We don't have a a tiger at the door waiting for us. Like there's there's no imminent threat. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. Yet our body is reacting like it is. So if we can notice the the uh, somatic awareness state, so that you know, for you that rising um, heat temperature thermometer in your internal, you can actually you have the opportunity to to bring your lid back down. And when I say lid, so what happens is increasing cortisol, adrenaline, they are um, they're your your drugs that prepare you to fight or run away but they're also they've you they can be useful you know it's good to have a little bit of adrenaline when mm. you're going into into tight moments or whatever uh, but what happens is it takes the blood away from your brain and pushes it down towards your working muscles in your legs and when you lose that blood from your brain we call that flipping your lid you actually lose about 50 percent of your cognitive functioning so your ability to think straight goes kind of out the window as you flip your lid. So your, emo- your amygdala, which is your emotional centre of your brain, gets hijacked by, the, by the, what's happening and your emotional regulation drops and your ability to think straight goes out the window. Yeah. So you can imagine what that's like when you're standing on, a, on, you know, over on the tee thinking, oh, God, don't hit it into the creek on the left and don't hit it into the bunker on the right and, oh, my God, I duffed it off the tee last time. So all that's happening and you flipped your lid. So your brain is just not thinking clearly. And that, that's, what, that's what happens in the peace and quiet and tranquility of the beautiful environment of a golf course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's okay. I, yeah, because we had that literally in one of the fellas that I play with yep. last Saturday and someone was chatting and you could see him over the ball and he'd glance up, glance up and whatever he, I mean, <laughs> it actually looked like a volcano just and he finally looked up and said, you know, would you mind? And it was over and it was his game was literally gone. Yeah, he's, he's His hit. day was gone. Yeah. Like it, Yep. It wasn't a shot. It was holes until he finally oh, yeah, absolutely. kicked himself in the head and said, stop it. And I think it yeah. had a similar thing a couple of weeks before when someone was ridiculous and you just, you know. So so then what do you, what's the trick out of that house of horrors? There was so the strategy out of, yeah. out of the flipping. You. So when you flip your lid, there's a thing called the back model. And your listeners can write this down, B-A-C-K. So the B stands for breathe. And what we want you to do is what's called 711 breathing. And the 711 breathing means you breathe in for the count of seven. You actually count in your head. And then you breathe out for the count of 11. So the out breath needs to be longer than the in breath. And the reason for this is as you do this counting breathing, and you only need to do a couple of rounds of it, is that you activate the vagal nerve. And the vagal nerve is the thing that controls your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. So, so your sympathetic nervous system is the fight and flight and your parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest. Right. And so we're wanting to get your rest and digest nervous system back into play and get out of your fight and flight. So breathing is the first key 
to calming that down. Now, there's a there's a little trick that you can or a test that you, everyone can do, and that is if you've got a smartwatch that records your heart rate, just literally what put it on heart rate and then do four or five rounds of counting breathing and watch your heart rate drop. And if you don't have a smartwatch, your phone's got an app on it that you can use. Yeah. The minute yeah. you, st- you know, in the first two rounds of counting breathing, your heart rate will b- probably drop five to seven beats, which is amazing because yeah. we know that for you to be present and in the right state to hit a good shot, you've got to be calm. And you can't do that with a lid flip. Yeah, go on. So the, so the B is for breathing, yeah. okay? The, the A is for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge the state that you're in. So acknowledge that you're frustrated or acknowledge that you're, so you, you and the way you say it is important. I'm having the thought that I'm a bit frustrated right now, now or I'm having the thought that I'm really angry or I'm having the thought that I'm really pissed off with myself. Mm. But you want to keep it really short. Yeah, Don't go into it. You can't a hold the course up. No, well, no, exactly. I mean, this whole process only takes literally about a minute or okay. less. Yeah. Um, so, like for example, the the guy that you were talking about, who was who was going flipping his lid over the people who were chatting in in mm. the background, acknowledging the thought that he's he's feeling um, disrespected. How dare they? How dare they make that noise while I'm trying to focus? That's a whole other story. I'd I'd be having a different conversation yeah. with him about being able to yeah. shut all that out and what's the what's the meaning that he's adding to what they're doing. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. We won't go there. Anyway, so acknowledging the thought in a short sentence, I'm having the thought that I'm a bit frustrated right now. C is to choose. Choose what your best self would do in service of your values or in service of what's important to you. So this is where we need to preempt this by having a list of what is it about um, or first thing is, what is it about golf that we love? What's important about golf to us? So things like camaraderie, friendship, being out in nature, exercising, walking in the great outdoors, whatever, um, developing skill or competence, um, enjoying the competition. There's a whole range of things. Hmm. And then so having having a list of what's important to you about golf and then who are who are you? when you're being at your best on the golf course. So who are you being? And list maybe three or four ways of being when you're at your best. So you tell me, when you're at your best on the golf course, who are you being? Who are you? Do you mean like a per, like if I had to choose an actor or something, or or like no, no, sort a quali- of what? A, oh, a quali- oh, you'd be you'd be friendly, you'd be supportive, you'd be empathetic of someone else's difficult times and and um and possibly competitive as well if that's if well and i'm thinking about you in the moment of when you're playing your best golf just for you thinking not thinking about other people but just thinking yeah. about you yeah that's that's i would be sympathetic you know empathetic i'd be competitive because yeah i i really value competition I, you know yeah, yeah. there's something yeah. definitely about it yep um, and would you be calm would you be confident would yeah. you be relaxed? Yeah, I suppose you would. Yeah, yeah. you would. Well, you wouldn't be jittery. You wouldn't be like, hey, hey, No, go. exactly. No. And so what, what, I, what I like people to do is to have three or four words written down of who they are at their best. Who are they being when they're at their best? Okay. Calm, confidence, relaxed, whatever. 
um, empathetic, you know, whatever the words are. So that's the C. The choose is choose, just choose your best self. Choose your best way of being. And then, and so out of that list, pick one. Yeah. So then K is kick it into action and then literally be that way for the next 10 minutes. So if you're choosing to be calm, mm. the what do you do to be calm? Yeah, you breathe, probably you slow down, you take your time. Yep. You're nice, yep. you're friendly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So you just do all those things for the next 10 minutes. And as, as um, one of the researchers once said, um, it's not fake it till you make it, it's fake it till you become it. Yeah, right. But fake it till you become it. So even if you're not feeling that way right at that moment of time because your lid's still a bit flipped, if you choose your best way of being and then be that way for the next 10 minutes, you'll calm your brain down, you'll bring your lid back down, you'll be back out of that threat state into that reward state and your golf will be great. You'll You'll be fine. Now I'm assuming all of this works for you. Like, do you, you must have oh, yeah, moments? Absolutely. And I'm talking to Tracy Tresseder. Tracy's got a great book, Golf Mind Play. She's a head coach. So, do, do you are you drinking your own Kool Aid? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it makes me laugh sometimes when I, you know, I'll shank it or I'll do, you know, I'll hit a bad shot, and then my my playing partner will go, "Oh, where was your head in that shot?" <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <laughs> and I'll say to them, oh, I said, no, actually, uh, my head was okay at that point. I just know my technique and that shot was shit, basically. Well, what about that thing of when people offer you advice? Or they- oh, it's, a great, it's a great one. And, you know, because I play with a lot of women, particularly mm. at the moment because I'm playing pretty much ladies' days because it's, you know, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so. Women often tell me that when they play with their husbands, their husbands always give them so much advice when they're playing golf, technical advice, you know, or you should move your grip here or you should put your weight there or you should, you know, do this, cock, cock your wrist this way or put your elbow that way. And, and they, their head is just completely swimming with advice that probably is not particularly relevant for them. So here's my advice for people who give advice or and or people who um receive a lot of advice particularly beginner golfers they get you know people are telling them they think they're giving them a hand but they're not they, really so yeah, they're, my, try, my, they're, yeah, they're trying, trying to help, help. People, i mean every i think i don't think anyone's given a tip without trying to help oh absolutely without a doubt they're, they're trying to help but that help usually is not great hmm. so what i say to them so i say you here use these words thank you so much for trying to help me with my golf but I'm actually having lessons with a professional at the moment. And he's actually said to me, please don't take advice from anybody else because it will just muck up all the things I'm trying to help you with. Yeah. So I really appreciate your, your tip advice, but if you can just hold it um, and I'll, I'll go back to my golf pro and tell him what's happening and he'll, he'll help me. He'll yeah. sort me out. I think, I think that's really sound Tracy. I think, <laughs> but there is something that, but the mind is, you know, as it's incredibly powerful. And when the person you're playing with goes, I just had a lesson with, uh, you know, 
Danny and he said, I've, you know, if I, if I can see the three knuckles, well, if I could make that two and a half, and then just because you're a reasonable human being, you go, oh, which hand? And then all of a sudden <laughs> you start looking, Jesus. Like, so is it just a matter of just, I mean, I, I tune out, I genuinely tune out of other, when people talk about their swing thoughts. Yeah, and, that, and that's great advice. Just simply tune out. Um, sing a song in your head or, you know, d- just literally don't listen or walk away or whatever or, or just go, yeah, that's really interesting, you know, that's really interesting. But don't, but don't take any, don't absorb any of it. Yeah. It's really important not to take it in. I mean, uh, you know, one of the um, <clears throat> one of the funny sayings I have to people is, you know, to, if you want to play with a head in the golf game is, do you, do you breathe in or out yeah. on your backswing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Terrible. And then oh, it's terrible because what do they do? They're standing over the ball going, what do I do what, here? I'm like, what, what, what is it about um, competitiveness? Like, I, so, and I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, but I played once with um, John Newcomb, the tennis mm-hmm. great, you know, like one of the genuine greats. Yeah. And they were losing, him and his mate were losing, and he, for, somehow he goes well enough of this and then he turned it on like he literally he something happened in his brain and he Mm. hit golf shots and putts that were literally we hadn't seen any of them for the entire time I said what happened he said well I just turned it on mate that's Mm. what we do and I went but (laughs) so is that is, is competition the feeder to that is that that you just, you know, I see it, therefore I want it, and then I'm, I can get it. Is that? Yeah. So, comp- yeah, competition is the feeder into it, but but it can gobble you up mm. if you don't control it. So, if you get too attached to it, and and you make its value too high, yeah. This, you know, this, this is going to be the making of me or whatever. Then it become it. Then it causes you to flip your lid. Yeah. So it's really about being able to control that. So it's that having that little bit of adrenaline and being able to use that to your benefit, not to your detriment. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've done the same thing. I've been five down in match play and gone, come on, you know, pull yourself together. And, and then did. I've won. Yeah, and yeah, I've won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is your success debilitating for the person that you're playing against? So it's... Is 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 that one of the great match play strategies? As we're probably we're probably getting closer to Coming club into, championships yeah. and stuff, you know. So, yeah, because um, you can be miles ahead and go, "Oh, I've got this bike." Yeah, I yeah, exactly. Piece of piss. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, and and that's that classic classic getting too attached to the outcome that hasn't yeah. even happened yet. So that value got, value yeah, and risk. I'm five up. I got this in the bag, mm. and then and then lose the next five holes. Um, and then ultimately lose the match. So it's that ability to be able to know that there is an outcome, but but stay in the present. Okay, sing your song, do your breathing. Do your breathing. Um, you know, some other techniques that I give people is, um, you know, wiggle your toes inside your shoes. Um, no, notice how the grip feels. So it's about getting very somatic in this in the space. So. Um, you know, just doing things like, you know, can you feel your the grip in your ungloved hand? Can you feel the 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 ridges in the grip? Mm. 
and while you're standing there over the tee, on the tee, over the ball, if you're just noticing the grip in your fingers, you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah. Let me put that. The- um, let me put that thing to you from a mate, the fly that he sent me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's only the last half of one percent of effort that turns the key from defeat to success. So I'll, I'll just say it again. It's only the last half of one percent of effort that turns the key from defeat to success. Is is the is are we really to to coin the favourite COVID phrase on a knife edge like that for for victory and defeat? Uh, yes, it, it's. I, I think that saying is really about. It's a lot of it is about the mental side because it's that fine line between wanting it too too badly or wanting it too much and not caring at all. So it's that real fine line between those two. And, yes, it is a knife edge. And if you get too attached to the outcome and you get too involved in the score or the value of this shot or whatever, um, or, you know, it could be even keeping everybody else happy or keeping the group moving or whatever. If mm. you get too attached to those things, it's going to mess with your head and, and cause yeah. your game to fall apart. Well, that's, that's an interesting one about keeping the group moving because that's literally something that if you do find yourself in a slow, if you're not even if you're a fast player, but if you're mindful of that, gee, could we be three holes behind? You know, oh, my God. And that, yeah. and that, <laughs> and that yeah. can really kill you. I mean, it's... It can, yeah. And and the key here is that you've got to work out what's inside your control. What's in your control is how you think, feel and behave. And what's outside your control is, is, is in some instances, the pace of play. Um, and if you're the kind of person who is rushing to the tee, hitting off first, running between shots, you know, trying to keep everybody moving, then maybe it's a conversation to have before you actually tee off mm. with the group to say, guys, Favourite saying, our position in the field is directly behind the group in front, not directly in front of the group behind. Yeah. And yeah. My, one of my favourite sayings. And so, you know, if we fall behind, I will be saying to you, we need to move on or, John, why don't you go and tee off while the rest of us, you know, while this guy puts out or whatever and don't mark your card before you tee off, you know, tee off and then mark your card. So there's lots of strategies to catch yeah. up. But, the, but, but the, it's about the mind part of that is not getting attached to it's my job to keep the group okay. moving. Because on the flip side of that is playing with someone who's like that and wanting to knife them. It's like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> shut up, dickhead. It's my Saturday. Right. Yeah. So that's the other. Well, unless, of course, you are two holes behind, and then I'd be saying to you, come on, Andrew, what do you think you're doing? You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Tracy, you've mentioned COVID um, a few times. What is the COVID impact, do you think, for the, and or is there, and I, I appreciate that not everyone's in lockdown and, you know, it's mainly Victoria I'm referring to have literally been denied golf for a considerable mm, time now. Yeah, months. Um, what's the COVID impact on them and their, <laughs> their level of excitement to get back, you know, like how's COVID? That, I think... Yeah, so the people who are, who have been unable to play will be so excited to get out to play, they're going to have to manage their excitement. So it'll go from being, you know, the fear to the excitement piece. So as, you know, we talked about at the beginning, is it anxiousness or is it excitement? So they both have the same physiological effect on your body. Mm. Um, and so you they're going to have to manage their, their excitement. And they may, you know, just it, it's about being realistic Um you haven't played golf for a while, so the chances are you're not going to actually hit the ball all that well to begin with, and your short game is probably not going to be great, yeah. and that's okay. Um, as I say, think about what, what is it that you love about the game um, or you love about being out on the golf course to really keep you in that present moment of, I love, you know, even if I'm having a bad day, I love being out here playing golf. Yeah. There's, listen, there's so much to talk to you about. I mean, just even that thing of having a brand new ball with water in front of you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played with somebody the other day. She was playing with a pink ball and then all of a sudden we were going hitting over the dam and she's got a white ball. I go, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I don't want to lose my pink ball. Oh, well, there you go. You've just told yourself you'd hit the pink ball in the water but you won't hit the white ball in. So, you know. See, it's really interesting. I played with Jackie with, I mean, you've met Jackie, my yeah. wife. And yeah. <laughs> And we played yesterday and she hit the first ball out of bounds and then brand new ball, then another brand new ball out of bounds. And I went, dude, why are you hitting a brand new ball on the first? And she said, what am I saving them for? I went, well, (laughs) and the thought had never crossed my mind, but what are you saving your good balls for? Like, Exactly, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Listen, you're doing the, um, and again, I really want to thank you for your time. It's great to see you. It's been a long, we did a trip together years ago. So um, great. Yeah, it was really great. And maybe we can do something like that again one day. You Tell us more about your, your research paper or your, the research you're doing for your new book. Oh, yeah. You, so and what you're looking for and, and what's going to happen to them. To what I'm, yeah, what I'm needing. Yeah, yeah, great. So what I'm looking for, what I'm doing is some research around, I have a hypothesis, and that is that your personality can posit both positively and negatively impact your golf. So I'm trying to, I'm going to test the hypothesis and then I'm going to write a book about it. Now, I I use a particular personality theory or typing tool uh, or typing process. And so I'm having people take an assessment and then I'm going to put them into focus groups and we're going to talk about what happens to you when you're, when you get triggered, what's your reactivity like, what what happens to your, um, your emotional state when your button gets pressed and to see whether people of the same personality type actually have a similar kind of reaction. 
And, and then if, if that's the case, then there are some very easy strategies for each personality type to manage that because I, I work with personality in my corporate work and that's very helpful in, in relationships and, you know, leaders and managers at work. And the same thing plays out on the golf course and I've been witnessing it over the few years and I thought it would be really interesting to write a book on that but I need to do the research first because my hypothesis may be completely incorrect but I won't know until I... I conduct the assess- the assessments and run the focus groups. Okay, so as a res- as a result of being part of it, you'll work out what personality you are from that test yes. program. Yes. Yeah, so then you, yeah, so you'll, you'll a- do an assessment. Yep, I'll give you a report. I'll get you to read that report to see whether it resonates or not. Then I'll bring you into a focus group and ask a whole lot of questions. Okay, we'll so it's, from- a, it's not a huge time commitment, but it, you certainly could learn something about yourself and and help your golf game in the process. Absolutely. Probably about an hour of 40, um, maybe close to two hours, absolute maximum time commitment. And anybody who joins my research group will get a copy of the book when I do eventually write it. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, uh, and, and there'll be all the tips in there to support people. But I'm looking for people who play golf regularly. They need to play competition because we know there's a different mindset for competition and social. So they need to play regular competition golf at least once a week um, and ideally have a handicap of single figures to around about 20, mid-20s, somewhere around okay. there. Um, so and, my, and I, are you happy for me to give my email address? Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's the, yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll, Tracy. I'll, yeah, go on. Oh, Tracy with no E, T-R-A-C-Y, at golfmindplay, G-O-L-F-M-I-N-D-P-L-A-Y dot com. No A-U, just dot com. Okay. And, and if I'll they can email me in, if they're interested and I'll, yeah. I'll put I'll that in the, in the notes as well. So for the description of the, the episode, I'll put it there. Um, Tracy Tressida, you're a ripper. That was just, <laughs> it's so interesting. And there's, it it's literally so, so much there to think. I mean, even the wiggling the toes and feeling the grip and little things, you know, breathing. So that's great. And don't forget, you know, yeah. that that back um, that back, back model, model to, to get yourself, you know, the breathing and the acknowledgement. And yeah, it's good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully some of your listeners will be able to go away and use some of those techniques and play great golf. You know, the one of the subtitles um, of my book is Outsmart Your Brain to Play Your Best Golf. Love it. Yeah. Tracy Tressida, so, thank you very much. You're most welcome, Andrew. It was great to catch up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 